Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download that app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Thursday, Cubs fans. What? That's right. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, and Mark Carmen In for Cody Del Misso, uh-huh. Cody Del Skippo. I first of all, I, I really appreciate the invitation, but I just literally was doing the math in my head. Cody Del Misso is an Illinois fan. Yes, yep. they're playing tonight. Yes, correct. he's missing the show to go to the Big Ten tournament. Correct. Right. To watch these, my university that I went to, even though I'm a Wildcat fan, he's mm. going to watch the University of Iowa play right now, which I was planning on Certainly. doing for the record. But you off, you guys kindly offered me to sit here, so Bagged of course him. I said yes. yes begged, sort and, of. and and this and Del Misso. Is missing his own show for the Hawkeyes. Yeah, that's what's happened. And Mark Del Carmen actually yeah. also missed it for the Michigan Rutgers game this oh. morning because I saw that he was there early. Sixty-two fifty Rutgers. Who misses this show for sixty-two <laughs> fifty Rutgers? What are the odds that Cody will be sober by the time that Illinois game comes around? Not very good. Okay, I wouldn't bet my DraftKings winnings on it. Pay that much? No. And, <laughs> and hello to Barbara. Barbara, yes, we are live, as we always, live. at one twenty, Monday through Thursday. Well, um, thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Definitely. Listen, this sums us up right here pretty well. If you're watching live on YouTube, which we hope you are because that's our favorite way to enjoy the process with you, the show is live on YouTube at one twenty. Then you can be in the chat. We can read your comments. We can interact with you. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page for CHGO Sports. Like it while you're there. Five-star reviews, all the good things. Uh, but if you're watching, if you're on a podcast, go back and look at the YouTube page because you'll see oh, yeah. that Ryan and I, we're understated. We're, we're here in our camouflage <laughs> CHGO <laughs> gear. We're just, we're just blending in with the background. You yep. can barely even see us on the screen. And then there's the personality on the other side, <laughs> Mark Carmen, blazing red Blazing red? Is that like an all-star jacket? Is that an NBA all-star? Look at the socks. Look at the socks NBA the guy's jacket. got on. Um, yeah, well, really you know, uh, I haven't, lo- I haven't seen flash like this since the cap man. Th- this, this sock was a, uh, this was a Hanukkah gift this year. Okay. Shout out to all my, uh, are those golf clubs. What are those? I don't know what's going on here. And like this, 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 this top <laughs> was, this was, this was stolen, um, at the NBA all-star game in 2014 by my former Yahoo sports radio teammate, Juan Beltran, who's now oh. out in California doing great work. So, uh, Yo, Carmando, I got you a sweet jersey if you wanted. Uh, and I said, I'm in, man. And that's when we, we, we snuck into the uh, 
the on on Sundays. Are you admitting a crime? Yeah. Yes, I am. Live on we, YouTube. We someone, it's on YouTube. Nobody will see no, it. Somebody, he threw somebody under the bus while doing I'm saying, it. Someone in the chat, <laughs> like, figure out what the statute of limitations. Yeah, I think are I think on, we're good. That. But it's we, been almost ten years. They they have breakfast with a legend. Uh huh. And so like literally the entire like Bill Russell, R.I.P. Like nice. like every, every they were all there, and we we somehow snuck into like some stairwell, and I'm like. And he's and we had to open up this door to get in. Yeah. And I'm like, if we open up that door and there's a cop there, we're going to jail. In the guts of the United Center. Yeah, like I'm 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 ready I'm ready to go the other way here. It was in a hotel or whatnot. Uh, but so I started walking the other way, and I just and, and Bell tried to open the door, and I just heard him yell, "Carmando, we're good." And the next thing you know, I'm having pancakes with 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 every NBA Wait Hall of Famer. Aren't you also the guy that who was telling the story about how they were going in the United Center? Some guy slipped, hit his head, and they walked. Oh, past that was him. me. No. That was you too, wasn't it? There wasn't the United Center. some C- poor man who smacked his head on the cement floor that, at the United Center and car- crawled over him and walked in the building. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, maybe the, that could be a different story, but the person that I, the crawling over thing, that happened at the Chicago Theater oh, for, for uh, bad. Michelle Obama. That was... Um, <laughs> he that, asked for a person who was critically injured. They, uh, were, yes. they weren't going to yeah. use their seats and I didn't have a ticket, so I was like... Anybody? Flash okay. first, Any, gentleman yeah, second. Yeah, so Mark anyway, Carmen. Yeah. Anyways, we appreciate you okay. being learn, here. Learn something, something new about baseball. Mark Carmen every day. Good. Uh, All right, Dude, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm gonna hang out. Do your show now. I'll stop telling. Car- <laughs> Carm's here on a big day. We've saved our best for last. These are interviews that Ryan did out at Cubs camp, Sloan Park, while he was in Arizona, and we thought, well, which one would people want to see closest to opening day? We said, Pete Crow Armstrong. So we have the Cubs' number one prospect, an interview with him coming up later in this podcast, PCA, who's been taking uh, Sloan Park and the Cactus League by storm. Mm -hmm. Looking real good. That's coming up uh, a little bit on the podcast. First, I want to talk a little World Baseball Classic. I'll be the first to admit I have not watched any World Baseball Classic because Team USA hasn't played yet. I don't need to see the Netherlands and Korea. Like If they're playing Team USA, I'm cool with that. But I'm not going to watch just every game of the World Baseball Classic. Have you guys watched any of the WBC? I watched a little bit of that Australia-Korea game yesterday. Yeah? Um, there was that one that one play at second base, I think it was, and one of the Korean players, like, step, is it one of those where they stepped off the base and then like, I tagged him out. And, oh, and yeah. I, I don't remember I think I think what happened right after that was someone – like it hit a single to the athlete. Like, it would have been a run scoring play. Mm-hmm. Instead, the guy wasn't on second base. He had been tagged out, and like that would have been a game tying hit. And they ended up losing to Australia. Like that was a decent. I don't. Know, I don't know what the odds were, but I would assume like that was kind of an upset, um, considering who was on the two teams. So um, that was fine. Uh, the the games are like weird hours right now. Like the Cuba. They are. Cuba played at five a.m. today. I think. See, that, so I, I can't did, do that. I didn't catch that one. Um, Brandon says I'm missing out. He's Ro- into it. Ronas Elias, who's uh, was in the Cub- in Cubs camp, he's playing for Team Cuba right now. He actually pitched pretty well. I think it was five scoreless innings today. Yeah, the Cubs have um, like twenty guys within their organization. Yeah, it was, it was seventeen part, or se- 17, seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. It's almost twenty. I mean, nearly. Yeah, yeah. might as well be. But yeah, so. As far as Cubs things go, I think Ben Deluzio played for Team Italy today and was like 0 for 3, maybe 0 for 4. Ah, I can have um, he's a guy, another guy that's in the Cubs camp. But um, <laughs> I'm, they, I'm, I'm looking at him like these guys are, are, yeah, they're competing for roster spots on the Cubs, but they're also you know going out there playing, playing for their country and also yeah. playing against really good competition for the most part. So 
not not that I take it with a grain of salt, but it's just like it's fun to watch these guys kind of go out and, and compete at actual competitive levels versus like spring training games, which as we know aren't as competitive as as they could be. And Luke, I, I, mean, I do want to mention you said Team USA hasn't played yet. They actually did play yesterday in an exhibition game. Oh, exhibition! Yeah, Team USA lost to the San Francisco Giants did five they? to one. Yeah, yeah. I don't count the exhibition stuff yet, although <laughs> not a good I, look though. Yeah, you know, I I know what you're saying. They don't play their Team USA doesn't play their first game until Saturday, I believe, against Great Britain, and then Sunday mm-hmm. they play Mexico. Yep. Um, Mark DeRosa is the coach. Yeah. That's, former Cub. That, fan favorite. That's, let's go. Bring him back. Maybe he'll be the manager of the Cubs, <laughs> uh, I don't know, seven years out after okay. Ross wins three World Series. <laughs> before they, hired, the on before top, they <laughs> hired David Ross, which seemed like fairly inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And you knew that Joe was on his way out. Mark DeRosa was high on my list. Everybody says he's going to be a great manager if he wants to. And just having dealt with him as a player, I could see how young players would gravitate and listen to a manager like that. One of the smoothest dudes going. Very smooth. All all day long. And for the record, by the way, I've watched every inning of the World Baseball Classic. I've been completely dialed in. (laughs) I, I, I... Yes. I imagine so. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything less from you, Carm. Yeah, I, I did. I did hear courtesy of, of Adam Hogue that Luis Roberts struck out three times in one game and then did hit a double, but then ended up getting picked off a second base. So midseason sure. form. Yeah. So so <laughs> f- f- future MVP. Future MVP. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, like DeRosa apparently is calling Coach K for advice. Yeah. Did you see that? He's, he he said he called yesterday when he was asked by uh, I think it was Jesse Rogers. He said he called Coach K, another Chicago connection, right? Chicago player and a guy who grew up in Chicago and said, what do I do? Because he led Team USA basketball for a long time. And Coach K basically told him uh, his advice was get them to understand you're not playing for the U.S. You are the U.S. Oh, man, I want to go through a brick wall right now. I want to run through a brick wall. You're not you playing for the U.S. No, you, you are, are the U.S. The US. There you go. You like are it. the U.S. on that field. So, A, I love that. I love that he actually called up Coach K. Uh, and, B, I just like the idea of Mark DeRosa getting his feet wet in coaching and managing. I think it's a cool place to do it. I love the idea of Schwarber playing for Mark DeRosa. And, by the way, yes, they can shift. In the World Baseball Classic, so some guy's probably not super excited about that. And also, the one negative to that, I would say, is for the guys that are over there, they're not getting to go back and get as much experience with the new rules. Because it's old rules for WBC. Which is weird, like when when Team Canada played the Cubs yesterday and they weren't doing the... um, they didn't have the the new rules in place. It's just World Baseball Classic. So even even the exhibition games versus like major league teams was still, um, you know, old rules. I guess is what you would say. Which is that's one thing. I don't know if we've like actually considered that some of these guys playing in the WBC are going back to these old rules. So it's like when you're talking about pitchers, like pitchers getting used for to sure. getting yeah. used to the pitch clock and stuff all spring, and then they are taking two to three weeks to. You know, old rules, no pitch clock, and then to have to come back to that. Like, that's – they're major leaguers, or most of them at least. They should be able to, to be fine making that jump back and forth. But um, it is something that everyone is dealing with now this season, and it's a new thing. So 
that's I don't know. We haven't really talked or even considered how that af- can affect people. Right. Um, so I'm actually kind of curious. Like, say, um, you know, Rowan S. Elias makes a Cubs team out of camp, but like, did this two three weeks that he may be playing with Team Cuba did that affect you know his, you know his uh his acclimation to the pitch clock so stuff like that. Vinny Natoli is playing with Italy. Um, he could also possibly make the Cubs team. You know, at some point this season, it's all that different stuff, and it it may it may not mean anything. Again, most of these guys they're they're all pros; they should be able to adjust. Um, it's just something I kind of I'm going to keep my eye on. Well, Theo had said that like in the minor league system when they put it in, it did take a good 30, 40 games for guys to get used to it. So, could I see hitters going over there now? You don't have a ton of guys over there for the Cubs, so I'm not as worried about it as far as the the major league roster. Uh, say is not over there so but as far as getting used to it I could totally see play batters that are used to their ritual their routine having a little trouble with it early in the season yeah Carm I'm just assuming that you guys are completely on board with all the changes and we're excited (laughs) about it Uh, yeah I mean I think the pizza box bases are stupid but I I don't (laughs) understand why you're making the, the the bases look like pizza boxes from Aurelio's Pizza and why they're so big? Like I, I don't see how that's going to cut down on injuries. Somebody, somebody but, math that out, and I don't understand why. But whatever. You do want to see more. Care. Do you want to see more running in the game? Do you want? I would like to see more yes. running, and most importantly, the if pitch clock. I, if, if these games are thirty minutes shorter, hey oh, right up my alley. Yeah, spring <laughs> training games have been on average two hours and thirty-seven minutes. Yeah, that sounds beautiful. great. Beautiful, and you know what? Fine with me. How long is the pitch clock? It's uh, it's fifteen it, with. Uh, uh, with no runners on and 20 with right. guys on them. So I, I could take another five seconds off that. <laughs> All right. I could take another five off but, that. Yeah, I think but, for the most part, we're yeah, so kind I'm, of I'm on board. The speed part of the game, I'm on board, and no shift, I'm on board for that too. Okay. I mean, I, like everything that I'm hearing, I'm just super excited to actually see it in action. Let's go. Let's go, baseball. Thank you, Theo. <laughs> we love you, Theo. Uh, you, you did everything you set out to do here, and now you're, like, fixing the entire game. Is there anything you wouldn't hire Theo to do? Well, he's the guy that was partly responsible for the game slowing down a little bit, too. But sure. that's, that's true. <laughs> so at least he is fixing it. That, is, that is true. He was trying to win. I, hey, I'm happy yeah. about it. If he was the guy that finally spoke to them, was like, listen, you're, I know I'm the one that slowed the game down, but let's move things along. Can you imagine be. just being able to walk around in your life and like look and find inefficiencies to benefit you? That's what this guy does. He's, <laughs> now, now he's like, how do, I, how do I bring my great game of baseball back to where everybody yeah. loves it? That's his job. That's right. Yeah, and he I could have done that with the drafting the Cubs did yeah. for a little while. Yeah. It would have helped even more. <laughs> I think people still have yes. issues with, with the rules. But I've – I mean, I, I never was against the rules when they first came no. in. But, like, seeing them in action, seeing – the pitch clock working, and yeah, you're, they're, they're going to have to iron some things out, like, you know, that just for one, players getting adjusted to the pitch clock is still happening. Like, it's not going to happen overnight. You're probably going to have a couple errors uh, during, during you know, the actual season, but you hope you get most of those out of the way in spring. Uh, I mean, the bases, if they lead to more base running, that'd be awesome. I don't know for sure that will. I don't know that they discovered that in the minors if it did or, or didn't. I don't remember the exact reasoning behind it but like if it, if it does obviously increase base running I'm all for it and the shift restrictions I mean I think I thought the exaggerated shifts were brutal to look at in the in the first place yeah. I know up the middle you know ground balls up the middle or whatever may still be snagged and may not be hit still until they 
restrict the shifts even more. But these extreme shifts all the way, you know, robbing any first you know, any left-handed hitter of a, of a single through the right side, like that was doing away with that, I think will make the game a little bit more exciting just because there's more action yeah, and more it, ability for guys to get on base. All of it is meant to increase the amount of action and the pace of play. And so I, I'm all for all of those things. And there's probably more ways they can do it. Garrett points out, yeah, you got at some point you want to address teams tanking like the Cubs just did. Yeah. But now that the Cubs seem to be almost through that phase, I would be willing to put those rules in now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like I, so. I think the, the 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 draft lottery that went into effect this past draft or this past yeah. whenever they did it during winter meetings, Could I help. think that can help, and that was a start to it. But it's not it's not going to end tanking like overnight. There's going to be I mean, maybe Theo. This is the next project Theo takes on is how do we end tanking? Even though the Cubs kind of started it back in you know, a decade ago. But, yeah, know, the tanking you know. thing doesn't keep me up at night because. A lottery makes sense. It also does happen in every sport. Like, right. Every like, sport has it. No sport has been able to eliminate it. I mean, tanking in a, is in essence for the non-diehard fan. Don't care if you win or lose. I'm going to the ballpark. I'm going to drink a couple beers. I'm going to eat a hot dog. I'm going I'm to do whatever I do. I'm going to flirt. I'm going to, you know, and, and I'm going to go home. I don't really care if who, who wins. Oh, great. They won 53 games. They won 68 games. They won 93 games. I'm still happy that I was at a ball game for the three times a year I go. Look, I feel like I'm just up. You are, you're all your baseball sensibilities are being. No, <laughs> I, I I totally understand what you're saying. Barb, by the way, says baseball wants to attract younger fan base. Average is about 53. I don't know if that's factual, but I would agree that when I go to the ballpark, I still don't feel old. And you know, I do when I come in here, but I don't when I go to a ballpark. <laughs> so that's that's something they're going to have to watch. When you, we were saying uh, before we came on the podcast, when you can watch five TikTok videos in the time that a guy takes two, looks at two pitches in a game, that's a problem. When, when kids sure. coming up are being trained to watch videos on like 15-second short clips, kind short of thing, clips yeah. of everything, and, then, and they're sitting there and one pitch has gone by, that's an issue. You're going to run into that being an issue well, sooner and, or later. And I do think this helps with that, with just yeah. the fact that you may not have consistent action like you want, but you're always going to have – like the, I mean, I'm, what I'm trying to say is you might not have a, a ball be put in play every pitch or whatever, but you're 15, 20 seconds and you got a pitch being thrown. Like you have a constant pace of play that will eventually lead to just more action overall. Obviously, shorter games come with that, but just like you're not waiting. I mean, the the videos have gone viral throughout spring of like some pitchers having taken like over a minute to even throw one pitch. Like they're stepping <laughs> off, they're you know waiting, you know shaking shaking catchers off and stuff. Versus what they're doing now is they have to have the pitch thrown. You know, at at max twenty seconds if there's a guy on base, so they have to have the pitch thrown. the The pace is going to overall increase, and you've seen it already. And as far as you know, appealing to a younger generation, a generation that doesn't want to sit and watch <laughs> long games and long times and, and and just dead time in between pitches, that's just going to help it. I, that's when you ask if we're for like that's the main reason I'm for a lot of these rules. If if they just qu- quicken the pace of each game and every game. I'm all for it. One other thing that will help that, I think, this season, live betting is going to – once you can have people – once 100%. people are sitting in their seats and they've got time to bet on a specific player that's coming up the next inning but it takes them a little – that's going to fill a little bit of the gap for people too between sure. – there, there's no way to make baseball as fast-paced as hockey, okay? 
There's no, there's no way for it to go as fast-paced probably as football or any of those sports. But you can close the gap a little bit. And I know gambling will be for those sports too, but I think it will help um, keep people's attention on the sport a little bit longer. It has a hu- it's going to have a huge impact. You're going to be sitting there betting balls and strikes and, and whatever <laughs> else you want to bet. I mean, people, that's what's going to happen. It's going to yeah. make it all another thing, um, more so than just like the cup game that we've been playing since, uh, I don't know, however long the cup game has been instituted since I was probably 15 when I, when I first was doing that with my friends at games. But I, one thing I would do that they haven't done, can we get uh, – I'd like to expand the strike zone, please. Let's, 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 let's get that a little wider. Yeah, more. Less action, less hitting is what you'd like. More strikeouts. Well, no, you have to, you have, you have to <laughs> That's swing. That's exactly what happens. You, every you, strike it out. You have to swing. You can't sit there and try to, you know. Yeah. It's Javi, – yeah. Javi tried to expand that strike zone many times. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think an expanded strike zone would have helped him because he couldn't lay off that, that I, low and away slider. Come, get, get rid of the tea kettle. Let's open it up. Letters to the knees. Bang. Come on. And maybe – sure. Maybe – Instead of working a 3-2 th- swing and a miss, then maybe it'll be good morning, good afternoon, good night, move along. You know, the, the, Possibly. the pitch clock thing should be – I'm good with what they're doing right now. But the reason I say you could take another five seconds off it, for me, A, they already are going to have pitch calm that's going to go back and forth. That's increased the time on that. When you go to the batting cage, do you have time to uh, readjust your gloves mm-hmm. and your hat yep. and grab your crotch and adjust – Go like this, switch, put one foot in, shuffle that left foot, shuffle the right. If you do, you're going to get beamed in the face. That's what's going to happen. Ball's coming, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Pick it up. That's, you learn that at a young age. All right. Tanya, pitch yeah. clock is, is where it's at. Pete Crow Armstrong coming up. Don't go anywhere. The uh, CHGO Cubs podcast. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted out with the best sports gear around. Foco has you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north side, south side. Hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merchant collectibles, FOCO. If you're looking for that perfect gift for the football fan in your life, FOCO's got you covered with extra warm hoodies to fight a Lake Michigan breeze. Also good for opening day coming up at Wrigley Field. Check out FOCO.com. Click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Trust me, it works. I don't know which one of you two mentioned earlier, like, Literally betting on balls and, balls strikes. and strikes. Like he did. I, it would be funny if Cody were just sitting there. Ball. Ah, lost again. Ball. Yeah. Ah, lost. Well, if Cody's doing it, you know Cody's going to be doing it with DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is the official betting partner of CHGO and All City. Um, you know, the, the Big Ten tournament's starting. It already started, yeah, actually. Underway, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm more Teams of an SEC guy, but the SEC tournament's up. You know, you got, you're going to have that tournament all weekend. Next week starts March Madness. Like, it's... It's time to bet. Mm-hmm. It's time to bet on college basketball. Like if you haven't bet on college basketball all year, it's about to be time. And the better, the best way to do that is with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and sign up with code CHGO. That's the DraftKings Sportsbook app. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Boom. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And I also didn't mention NBA. We're coming up on NBA playoffs. I think we're like, what, about a month out? That's right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, middle I'll, of April. I wonder Not if any, we need to worry about that. Well, well, I want to say, I wonder if anyone actually bet the Bulls. One game out of the play-in, baby. Check it, we're chasing down the Come on. wizard. Did anyone bet the Bulls yesterday against the Nuggets? <laughs> should have. Like, should have. No. I heard Peck say he actually live game picked 
The, the Nuggets. So did Hogue on my advice, which was a terrible job yeah, by me. Sounds like a terrible job. But, yeah, again, college basketball, NBA, MLB starting soon. You got a lot of things to bet on. Do it with DraftKings Sportsbook. Well, I did it for the Super Bowl, right? I waited to sign up with DraftKings, and I got my $5 bet out there. I got the $200, bonus, $200 in bonus bets. And what did I turn that into? About 650 bucks. I remember that. Luke, 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 Ooh, Luke. Woo. That was a big day for Luke. That was a big day. That buys a lot of diapers, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, all right. So Pete Crow Armstrong. You know, I, it was Brendan Davis. Everybody was Brendan Davis. Then the injuries came along, and all of a sudden, the Cubs make this trade with the Mets, and they get back this guy, Pete Crow Armstrong, who had also had just a little bit of injury trouble. And so that's maybe the reason the Mets let him slip away. From what everybody says now, it appears that the Mets are so gun-shy about having lost PCA, they don't ever want to make a trade again. Like, they, they can't believe they gave him up. Uh, you look at the prospect rankings, he keeps climbing up, and I don't think uh, this current Cactus League season is going to do anything to change that. In fact, it's going to do the opposite. He's, he's going to keep on climbing because what I've seen has been impressive, both offensively and defensively, and also... Frankly, the interviews, I don't know how much that impacts things, but you can tell he's mature. You can tell he's a thinker. He's not a guy that's just going out there and, you know, has been better than everybody else his whole life. And he shows up and thinks, this is it. I'll get to the majors. It'll be over. You can tell he's working hard. You can tell he's a thinker. So I like both yep. those things. Um, this is Ryan talking with the Cubs' top prospect out in Arizona. We'll talk about it afterwards. Here's Pete Crow Armstrong with... The Ryan Herrera. All right, this is Ryan Herrera of CHGO Cubs, reporting from Mesa, Arizona, Cubs spring training, and we have Cubs number one prospect Pete Crow Armstrong. Pete, how's it going today? Good, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. How's uh, how's spring been going for you? Good. Um, been here for a month and a half now. Um, yeah, I was kind of easing back into things for the most most part of uh, of January and. Felt like I've been able to be more uh, more full speed uh, as of late, and you know, been feeling really good. And being, this is your first time with Cubs and uh, Major League camp. Mm -hmm. Being around all the Major League guys, what has that done for you as far as just helping you in your development? It's, it's early, obviously, in the year, but just being around Cody Bellinger and guys like that, and seeing how they do they go about things. Absolutely, I mean that's my goal. Being being in this camp is uh, kind of just to watch and listen. Um, I uh, I think there's there's a lot of benefit in just ha watching how uh, players of this caliber uh, go about their business. So uh, it's already been great. You know, there's there's been a bunch of guys that have uh, that have been here just about the entire time I have. You know, Cody was was literally here right after he signed. Uh, Nico's been here a lot. Nick's been here a lot. So um, getting to see how they work and do their do their thing is, has been very cool so far and I want to specifically point out what you said about Nico Horner about a week ago and, and just talking about how he kind of represents McCubby baseball is wh why do you think that what do you when you look at Nico Horner what do you see and why does he kind of just represent Cubs baseball to you uh, he's obviously a, a wonderful player um, but I think what he provides from a knowledge standpoint uh, and then how he plays the game, the energy he brings. Um, you know, he's got a great baseball IQ, and I, I think that that guys, you know, like himself, guys like guys like myself, even uh, who aren't you know off the chart or off the charts with with 
with our power or whatever mm-hmm. people want to want to say. Um, I think it's super it's super cool to see guys like him uh, still being a you know well above average baseball yeah. player with with what we got and he just he works so hard and again super smart. Um, so I, I love how how he works and I love watching him uh, do his thing. And I want to go back to the 2020 season or the 2021 season. Um, you know, obviously you, you were traded at the trade deadline from the Mets to the Cubs, um, but you were hurt at the time. What was the you know the the injury? Uh, was surgery on the on your shoulder. Uh, just what sort of happened and what was the recovery like for you as you know obviously starting your professional career? Uh yeah, I mean I got hurt pretty early on into that season. I didn't even get a weekend, but. Uh, Tore my labrum in my right shoulder, diving in a third. Um, it was, uh, I don't even really know how, how many months the recovery process was. Um, but, you know, it was, it was okay. I, uh, I got to spend some time at home in the beginning of it, which yeah. was a good uh, little segue, leeway, into, I guess, into the rest of it. Um, and I get traded and coming here it was a very easy transition they they made it easy on me so I'm grateful for that and I think that you know that that set me on a good path being here in in general so um you know shoulder feels good now that's in the that's in the past it's on the back burner so um it's all about health and and blessings from from here on out and getting traded to the Cubs you know a new organization what was that like just kind of adjusting to what the Cubs do if they did anything differently than what the Mets were doing just the adjustment of, of moving to a new organization like I said the transition was easy um, yeah painless uh, no pun intended you know uh, <laughs> it was better than I could have asked for mm-hmm. they've, they've done a lot for me up to this point and um, I really I'm really I'm blessed to be here, you know. I think sure. uh, it's all, it's a privilege to play this game for everybody. But um, you know, I, I'm speaking for for myself. Coming off an injury, um, getting brought into an organization like this, uh, like I said, so seamlessly, like that's a that's a big blessing. And this past season, um, obviously, you rose and a lot of prospect rankings. You're the number one in the Cubs system. I know you've said in the past you don't really look at those, but just what was the year like for you as far as, again, your development and moving steps closer to the major leagues and just you know, becoming the player you think you can be? Yeah, I think there's still a lot of room for, for improvement. Um, you know, I, I think I I never lost the 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 confidence in myself or mm-hmm. the idea of, of how good I am at baseball or uh, anything like that. You know, I think... Um, Last year, if any, if it did anything for me, it was just all right. Uh, you got room to grow uh, in a lot of areas, so I think uh, it's exciting because I see that I see these these areas so clearly, and um, I think if I put it all together, it's going to be something very cool. And now this year, Cubs Cubs spring training starting today. What are your goals for the rest of the spring training? What are you trying to get out of it in spring? And then obviously, what are your goals for the twenty twenty three season? Um, I don't know. I I, I don't really think about. Uh, my goals just yet, you know. I, it's important to go into the season and having having those goals. But um, you know, if I if I come out of here with with gain knowledge, that's a win for me, and I'm gonna apply that to what I do in the season. So um, that's kind of all I'm focused on right now is mm-hmm. is absorbing everything that I possibly can and applying it in some way. So um, you know, I, I know the areas that I want to get better in and. I think that's just my focus is focusing on yeah. what I have to improve on. So you're not worrying about when that call to never the big things is coming. No, I want to I want to see the team that I'm on 
at the time winning. I want to see the big league team winning because that means that I'm going to be getting into something good. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I have I have full confidence that I'll be up there whenever I'm supposed to be. And um, I have full confidence in the organization. So uh, I'm in no rush, man. I, I, I love the guys I played with last year. Um, I think that we all benefit from each other. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how the season starts. And, you know, wherever I end up, I end up. One more thing. What should Cubs fans expect from Pete Crow Armstrong? Cubs fans. Uh, whenever, whenever that happens. Yeah, they're gonna get the same Pete that, that plays baseball now. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to play for the for the Wrigley people. Um, they've been. They. I mean, I've watched them longer than than they're mm-hmm. gonna be watching me. You know, so uh, it's an honor to play for them. And and you know, I'll leave that up for interpretation. Uh, you know, but you know. They're going to get a lockdown center fielder. They're going to get a, a guy who makes things happen. And um, that guy is going to be playing on a field with a lot of guys who, who do the same sort of thing. So um, they're going to be seeing very good Cubby baseball in the next uh, however long. Thanks, Pete, for joining us. Thank you. For CSGO Cubs, this is Ryan Herrera signing out. Thanks, man. Oh, and the, the vibes in that video. Vibes. I mean, again, if you're, if you're just listening to the podcast and not watching the YouTube feed, Go back and check out Ryan's Hawaiian shirt <laughs> and, and the biceps bursting out of that. And yeah. then Pete Crow Armstrong taking the hood down to show everybody, like, this is what my face looks like. And I'm here. At the end, I love the fact that he's talking about the other teammates mm-hmm. and that he's in no rush yeah. to get here. Like, he, like, he knows the development is more important than making a splash and making the team right out of the gate. I'm in a rush. Let's go. Let's get him here. <laughs> Be a lot more fun when he's here, for sure. Right? I'm trying to think of the last time. Who would who had been the last player through that you were this excited about? Schwarbs? When Schwarber came up? I, like, yeah, I would, right? It, it, it would have been Brennan Davis, but because Brennan got kind of yeah, slowed down, I mean, there was a lot of talk about this time last year. Brennan Davis was that guy. He, he's more, uh, but he's more I, on I a Chris Bryan level for me. I feel like PCA sort of passed that excitement well, over a little I've, bit as even. F- as far as excitement goes for like a debut, it's probably since Shorber, I'd say. Because yeah. even Wilson, I don't know that he had the fanfare that Pete Crow Armstrong does now. Right. Um, Brennan Davis, like we talked about, was at that level last year. But just uh, the whole way this last year has gone for him. Uh, I mean, even you look at the prospect sites, like they don't, they're not as high on him as they were a year ago at this time. PCA's skyrocketed up the boards, and I mean, just the things he's doing in spring training are crazy impressive. That catch he had the other day, um, you know, the way he's talking, he's 20 years old and he's talking like he's a veteran on some of these interviews. Um, yeah, I, I would, I understand if, if the, if you use the example of Kyle Schwarber to compare him to, Carl Armstrong and see where that level of excitement is in the totally fan base. Different, totally different players. Well, different but players, we're talking but as far, excitement yes, level, yeah. as far as excitement, I think that's Carl Armstrong matches that for sure. It, it, I was going to say it might even be more than Schwarber. Like, you knew the draft Schwarber and you knew he was a high draft pick and you knew he was a slugger, but, but you never heard like this guy's making the greatest catches in the entire minor league system. Like, Around all of minor league baseball, this guy might be the best defensive player. That's the type of stuff you hear about him. I mean, maybe I'm misremembering, but I don't remember. I don't remember like being like I can't wait to see Kyle Schwarber up here. I do remember it for KB, and I'm getting oh, yeah. and I'm getting that for for I'm like let's go. So for me, it's KB. Yeah. I I maybe because the Cubs were already 
getting established. I'm not sure trying to take anything away from Schwarbs, who had arguably the greatest moment or one of the greatest moments in Cub history outside of the KB to Rizzo moment. I mean, Budweiser home run against the Cardinals and or leading off the 10th inning. Let's go. Right. But KB. People were excited for Javi when Javi came up, but KB is the last, uh, Doug's saying it there, the last can't-miss guy, and we've heard Pat Hughes and some people say it. So he had this great catch, PCA, the other day, and a couple things about it. One, Kyle Hendricks was asked on the radio by Waddle and Sylvie yesterday, did he need to jump? Did he need to dive? And he, he laughed. He said, well, you can't be on the highlight show if you don't dive. And he joked. He said, no, it was a great catch. So yeah. this is, we also have Marquis from Marquis Twitter. This is Pete Crow Armstrong talking to uh, Elise Meneker about the catch with a surprise appearance from Willie Harris at the end. Ball was, ball was hit low. Um, he smoked it. Uh, it was a, it was a changeup. I think stout through, so outer half. Uh, I like to read swings, so I kind of try and get a little bit of a head start um, based on what that swing looks like. Um, you know, whether that's gaining ground or just kind of anticipating where the ball is going to be. So I definitely had a feeling where it was going to be hit. Um, but like I, I told you yesterday, like a ball from a right-hander, I think in that gap is is easier than most to, to feel just because you know the, the trajectory, right? You know how that ball spins. Um, so I was just running with it. Uh, I was letting it tell me where I needed to end up, and uh, I had to check the wall a couple times. Um, but, yeah, I, I felt I felt like I had that the whole way. Willie Harris, what did you think as you were watching it? I thought the play was sick. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing PCA do some great, thing, great things for the Cubbies. I'm excited for the kid. Love you, brother. Love you. Thank you. That's the man right there. All right, so that was uh, Elise Meneker, Willie Harris, PCA, talking about the process of making the catch. Uh, they also posted on Marquee, this was Scott Shagnon, a former teammate of mine who works for Marquee, a, a great photo of PCA and Owen Casey getting to play against each other yesterday, uh, Casey playing for Team Canada. That's the future right there. As part yeah, of it, at pretty, least. Look, yeah, well, that, that's a huge that's, – that's your, that's your potential. You hope that's your Bryant Rizzo. That, you hope that's your Brizzo right there, maybe. That was very confusing now, yesterday. Contra, you could put some other guys in there. but Yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. And I think just a shout-out to Cub fans, baseball fans everywhere, who were confused by the tweet yesterday, like, this Cub, and they're like, why is he playing for the Reds? <laughs> that, that, I, I, I was duped. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? I didn't understand the tweet, and then I figured it out finally. So, anyway. Oh, but it also shows you, when you think about Owen Casey possibly being part of the future – and also, you know, Pete Armstrong is an obvious part of that yeah. future. But, like, that tells you how deep they are, at least as far as outfielders go, because you're then where, you know, where's the room for Canario? You still have Suzuki for four more seasons. Alcantara. I mean, when he Alcantara, comes up, yeah. Like, uh, he's, he's their next best prospect. Brennan right? Davis is right there. Yeah. Is Ian Happ going to get extended? Like, you have all these different things uh, and all these different players that could figure into this outfield mix over the next couple of years that – I mean, you feel obviously it's a great problem to have for the Cubs, but it's funny. I, I, I just think it's funny when you talk about Owen Casey being part of the future, and when you're just kind of at the point like we don't know that for yeah, sure no, because we don't know, know. what yeah. this outfield is going to look like in the future, just because there are so many 
it seems right now so many good options for that outfield of the future that things may have to happen to to get that group to fit just right, you know? It has been said that Mervis, you know, everybody talks about Mervis, that Casey might be the best power hitter in the system. And Canario, obviously, before that crazy injury, showed tons of power. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that would be a great name. Case Crow, I think you could just do the PCAC. PCAC. PCAC? That's a, yeah. that, that shirt sells. Come it's on. Se- sells right now. <laughs> right what am here. I thinking? Why am I giving this away? Well, right, we'll, this we'll the, do this it. Let's next, go. Uh, this should be the next dope merch that we get out I'll there. I'll say, better hope Joe Obvious isn't. Uh, obvious Joe. Obvious Joe not out isn't there. listening right now. <laughs> no, uh, but... Um, yeah, that just goes back to my point that yes. like you, there are so many prospects to be excited about in the system. They may not, they may not have a can't miss prospect like KB, like PCA may be the closest thing, but it seems like they have a lot of prospects in the system who have potential to be solid contributors at the big league level. May never be all stars, but they could come up and contribute really well to a competitive Cubs team. And as far as farm rankings go, like. That's that's like the main thing of a, a, that you want in a farm system is just the depth, the depth that you have the guys who are going to come up every year, and if if you're not able to you know bring in all the best free agents, well you got guys that can come up and you know they may not compete at that level, but they're going to be good solid players that are going to contribute to a winning team, and you don't you know that that was a problem with the Cubs this last time around is they weren't they weren't backfilling all those spots, right? right? That's why they had to go back into this rebuild because they couldn't do the development to backfill all those spots and, you know, make up for whatever they couldn't do. Now it seems like they're doing that. It seems that they've built the farm system that will be able to backfill those spots where they don't have to go out and spend all this money. Now, do they have the ability to spend all that money? Sure, the freaking Chicago Cubs. (laughs) But at least, they, you know, if they continue to not want to go out and spend all that money in free agency, well, they have some guys coming up who – could fill some of those spots. Greg's really stirring the pot. He says, can't wait to flip them in July for Otani. <laughs> that hurts. Let's go. By the way, burner? if you said, uh, if you had, if you're saying that PCA is can't miss, which I don't know if you can ever say that about any prospect in baseball, although you do hear about Barry Bonds when he came up, it was pretty much like, this guy's going to be unbelievable. Um, remember that Brendan Davis was that guy a year ago. Brendan Davis was also can't miss a year ago. Now, he still might be can't miss. We hope he still can't miss, but things change very quickly, and knock on wood, none of that changes for PCA, and that his rise is meteoric, and he's here by the end of the season. Trying to build some when is the next World Series momentum sitting in the seat today, right? And uh-huh. and everything you said makes great sense, Ryan, but and overstating the obvious. Somebody's got to turn into We need some stars here to do yep. it. Yes. We're going we're gonna to need some stars. Well, yeah, and, and, and they ain't going to pay for them either. They, they, they have to develop into it. They, well, that, yeah, that's obviously – it feels like that's the route they're trying to go. But if they have guys that – if they just have good depth of guys that, like, have a solid baseline for the team, then theoretically if they change, if they change their mind and do go out and spend the money for those stars, they don't have to – they don't have to spend the money to fill every single spot is what I'm trying to say. Like, they'll they'll – should be able to go out and sign stars, but have these good prospects come up and you know are cheap options to fill the rest of the roster. That's, like, that's what I'm trying to get at is what they should be focused on doing. Feels like a Minnesota Twins budding organization right here. <laughs> don't ever. I mean, you don't want to ever have the Cubs compared to the Twins. You, you well, just don't. Right. Or and they've also been compared to to Tampa. Like the, 
I'm fine with the developing players part of that, but the rest of it should not. Yeah, they have the money should not to exist. not be that. Well, we, you want them to be compared to the Dodgers. That's who you want them. We got Dansby. Let's go Dansby. Two hundred and what was it? Seventy-five million. One hundred and seventy-seven million. One hundred and seventy-seven million. Right, I was right there. Well, hundred million off. <laughs> yeah, I mean twenty-five a year for take seven years. Million, you're right on target with that. Yeah. Twenty-five a year for seven. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hey, one more thing from my <laughs> long drive home yesterday from uh, the Waddle and Sylvie show was they had Kyle Hendricks on, which I was like, oh great, Kyle Hendricks interview, and he was saying that he will, he believes he'll be on track and ready. He's about a month behind. Okay. Um. Everything feels good. He was saying, you know, he never thought about it ending his career, but he did think about, will I ever feel good again? And then he was asked by Sylvie, so which of these prospects is actually impressed? Who's really impressed you at camp? Because you get a lot of time to watch stuff. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'll be honest, PCA, unbelievable. And the other guy, who do you think the pitcher was? Pitcher? I don't know. Tell me. Ben Brown. Ben Brown. Okay. Ben Brown was one. the arm he mentioned. And when he was asked veteran-wise, he said he loves what he sees from Tyone and that they yeah. bonded. And we've kind of heard that before. But I thought it was interesting that Ben Brown, you hear a lot of, about young pitchers, and Ben Brown mm-hmm. is one of them. But I don't know if you always hear people say Ben Brown. To hear it coming from Kyle Hendricks, yeah. it's got a little more weight to it. Well, it's also one of those things where he got added to the 40-man, right? Like, he mm-hmm. was Rule 5 eligible. He was actually – I talked to him in, in Mesa when I was down there, and he said that even last season he was Rule 5 eligible and didn't get selected. So going into this year, again, he was, um, you know, in the Cubs traded for him at the trade deadline. So they made the conscious decision to add him to the 40-man, obviously because they felt Somebody added if, him. if they didn't take him, someone would have grabbed him. That's – the kind of belief they have in him that yeah. he could be a contributor at the major league level and they didn't want another team to take him. So I, that not that it surprises me at all. It's just like, that doesn't surprise me that Kyle Hendrick would say that because the Cubs have that kind of belief in Ben Brown and to have him showing it in big league camp with the Cubs for the first time, it, it does make sense. And I, I can see that happening as he's a guy that comes in and these veteran pitchers are like, wow, like the Cubs have something in this guy. Right. It's like when you turn on those fresh LED lights for the first time, and you're like, well, what is this beautiful lighting on our set? For instance, the ComEd Energy Efficiency <laughs> Program is Luke. committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than ever before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz right now to start saving money and energy and to start a project. Contact us at one 855 433 2700 for more information you can also email business ee at comed.com or public sector ee at comed.com we all know that it's baseball scene Carmen, are you a, are you a fantasy baseball guy absolutely not have you ever <laughs> thought about it not you a might after this yeah. because okay. that's what i Listen said up. i haven't done it i haven't done it in like 20 20 plus years because it's so labor intensive but 
We talked to our buddy Eric from uh, Rotowire the other day, and he said, listen, there's different ways to do it. You can actually sign up for leagues that are only set your lineup once a week. Okay, yep. that, that changed everything, first of all. And then if I know what I'm doing, because it's all about winning, let's be honest. It's about bragging rights. Sometimes it's about cash. We don't want to mention that necessarily. Baseball season, get your latest fantasy baseball news from Rotowire, a pioneer of fantasy sports for over 25 years. Cheat sheets, customer player rankings to fit all leagues, whether it's rotisserie, points, 10 category, 30 category. Let their experts analyze all the wild baseball stats for you, WRC+, barrel rate, sleepers, prospects, hard hit rate, things that keep Mark Carmen up at night. Mock drafts galore, ask the expert function, premium fantasy draft kits, custom start sit, add drop, trade advice, lineup optimizers. You have access to fantasy, DFS, and sports betting articles. Not just baseball, too. Fantasy advice on everything from golf, soccer, NASCAR, XFL. I haven't looked into it, but maybe tennis, too, Mark. For a limited time, <laughs> Rotowire is offering a free two-day trial to listeners. Just go to rotowire.com slash chgo to register. No commitments. They're so confident in their product that you're going to like it and want to invest in a subscription plan. They don't even ask for a credit card up front. So what you can do is take a peek behind their paywall, and when the trial is done, then you decide if Rotowire has a package that is right for you. I'm doing it right now because I, I like to support everybody who supports us. That's right. And I'm going to next level this thing. So let's go. Rotowire.com slash chgo. I'm here, baby. Let's go. Log in at the CARM and password probably go cats. That's an option. That's I thought it might one of, be. That's definitely one of my passwords be. that I forgot. Uh, congratulations on your co Big Ten Coach of the Year, by the way, and the big fight that you're having with Braggs over yeah. whether I mean, or not that should Greg have been Greg Braggs is just an intolerable human being that I choose to be nice to. So <laughs> go me for being – he's, 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 he's texting me right now. Texting you, know, you right now. How about it's that? Very, it's very uh, – he's, you know, he's just an upset human being. Doing my best to make this world a better place, Luke. But this is – yeah, thank – all right. We're, we're, why, I'm, I am logging in. Roto-Wire. Roto-Wire. Let's go. Uh, yeah, Cody Del Skippo. Cody Del Misso is at the Big Ten Tourney with Mr. Braggs right now. Doug Van Dorn says he thinks Hogue traded Carm to Stucky for a bottle of Malort and a player to be named later. Is that player to be named later? I can't Cody. decide if that's a compliment or not, Mark. I mean, I, I think Hogue has considered you know, a deal, <laughs> but I didn't know that anybody was accepting, so I, I appreciate you guys. But this does feel like uh, you know, just a call. He was accepting calls. 27th man type of situation here, doubleheader. Yeah. I, I don't want to say he called me. But yeah. I will say that he is accepting yeah. calls. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, so he said no one is untradeable. That's true. That's what Nobody he said. Is yeah. yeah, no, I get it. Good chat today. we got a good, pretty good group on a Thursday afternoon oh, yeah. with a lot of basketball going on, March Madness underway. I can't uh, wait to see the chat when games actually start. Like We know, we know that the chat is yeah, always and especially great. if the Cubs could get off to a good start. Like yeah. We've said before, if you're gonna, we want you to sign up to be a diehard. We know that the Cubs have more diehards than any other team in Chicago. There's a lot yeah. of great Bears fans. But when you wait 108 years for a championship, your fans better be diehards. That was a long time to wait. We don't want to wait another 108. So hopefully, you know, you're a diehard here at CHGO Sports, which gives you the discounts to our events, to our takeovers. You get discounts on the dope merch we have. You get the great card, which Carm likes to throw around town like it's Huge. you know bigger than a gold card sometimes sometimes he'll throw down his gold card 
with the diehard card, just hoping that they'll wave the entire tab. Doesn't always work, but it does sometimes. I'll just say sometimes it has happened. It could work. (laughs) Greg says the chat will be more interesting if they stink. Yeah, but we had that all last year. No, I mean the thing is like last 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 summer when they were getting blown out by like ten runs and they were on that losing streak. Yeah, I think I think we saw a solid baseline for the people that are going to be in the chat. So I think if they're good, the chat would be even even popping even more. Is my my guess. We want victories now. Although I fly the W, I I've, <laughs> I have been myself just still laying back in the weeds here. Build it the right way. Don't spend all the money. I wouldn't have, like the Dansby thing. I wasn't like yeah, if you go get Dansby now that you didn't, you know. But they did, so okay. Seems like it's a huge risk on my mind, but maybe it'll work Let's out. See. Let me ask you this: speaking so, of free agent, yeah, yeah, free agent. We got, we got like six minutes left in the podcast. You have you have a Kansas City connection. I do. Of the Cubs' position player free agents, if you want to, if you want to throw the pitchers in there too, realistically, who do we all gut gut check right now? Which one is going to really have a great impact on this Cubs team this year? Just one of them. Just pick one guy where you say that free agent is going to have a huge impact, and take Dansby out of the scenario so you, because so you're, they you're, paid way more for Dansby than anybody else. If he doesn't, then we're all going to hear about it. But what about mm-hmm. the other guys? So non Dansby is what we're yeah. saying. So hold what about on. Your guy Hosmer. R- remind me of the co- candidates. We got Hosmer, Hosmer, we got Cody. Who else do we got? Cody Mancini. Bellinger, Trey Mancini, okay. Tyone. Tucker Barnhart, Jamison okay. Tyone. Okay. I mean, he could go to the bullpen and do Boxberger and some of those other guys. Homer. Yeah. All right, so here okay. Homer, Edwin Rios. All right. Potentially a third. All right. A lot of free agent additions if he didn't cut Right. Off. So three hundred seven. I, I will lean into where you were directing me because I wasn't directing you. I'm just curious well, not, what you, you were, think well, of Hosmer. You, you just brought it up. Okay. So 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 Eric Hosmer, I worked in Kansas City from 2009 to 2011. The Royals were terrible, but they were they were on their come. Uh-huh. Here comes Hosmer. Here comes Mustakis. I'm calling up my friends in Chicago and telling them, like, I'm just telling you, the Royals are coming. I don't know when they're going to be good, but at some point that team's going to be good. And, of course, they end up going to back-to-back World Series and winning it and, and doing it in Kansas City's unbelievable. But so Hosmer – is a great dude. I I don't know how much you got to talk to him this this year, but ha, a few ha, times. Yeah, Hosmer, the, the barbecue place down there is Jack Stack. Friday night, it's an hour wait. Hosmer walks in early in his career, or actually, I came in after. I see Hosmer sitting in there, and he's waiting, and I'm like, dude, I'm sure they would give you a table. <laughs> You're a royal, you know, like <laughs> oh, uh, so he's he, actually a gentleman and yeah, he's waiting, he not a, like a, you at that. Concert, Ex- exactly. Like, exactly. But so, crawling but over injured people. Don't you think that's impressive, though? For real, like, yes. like most people are gonna yell, "Hey, man, you know, like, can I play for the Royals? Whatever, I work for CHGO. Some, something. <laughs> I work for. I C- got my diehard card. He, he didn't do it. Die hard and I, now, and I've always appreciated. I think he's, I think he's a, a, a phenomenal competitor as okay. well. So I liked that signing. You, you got him for nothing. Uh, and, right. and and I don't getting paid to have him on the team. So, so so do you think he could bounce back? I do. I I'm not saying in a huge way, but I but it's yeah. As far as like the investment's very small. It's a it's a it's a nothing investment. I, he's gonna love playing here. I think Cub fans are going to you know if he does anything, they'll start they'll start to fall in love with that guy. So uh, I I liked the signing. I like I yeah. I think that's a that was a quality low risk ad. And the worst case scenario for him is you get phenomenal defense too. That too. He's got a glove. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, it's funny because I, I hear that argument go back and forth. Plezak loves his defense, 
And then are, there are metrics people out there on Twitter that will be like, he's the worst defender in baseball. Like, That's not true. I don't yeah. care what metric. I mean, what do your eyes tell you? I think right. he's got a fine glove. I don't think he. I don't think he's gold glove like he was. You know, f- few years back now, but. That's understandable. He should give you fine defense. I think there's that one play. Yeah, there's one some, play that everyone keeps posting that like he misplayed or misjudged the bounce on a ball that looks bad for him, but it's like one play. I think he I picks anything that's thrown to him, though. We'll see. That's it's what Zach says. He's, he's great. I mean, like, it, I watched him for a long time yeah. on the Royals playing against the White Sox. The guy picks anything in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. And that's admittedly, what Dan said too. admittedly, I've been watching his most recent work with the Padres or whatever. But like, you don't forget how to pick a ball at first. Exactly. Though. You're not asking him to play center field here. Come on. So Ryan, who would you? Who do you think, in your gut, is the guy that will impact the most? Um, outside of Dansby. Yeah, outside of Dansby, I think I would say Tyone. Yeah. Um, on the pitching side, I think he's going to – I think we, we've talked about this. That he, I don't think anyone on this team reaches, like, major league ace level. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, they're, I don't think – I would be surprised if anyone pitches at, a, like, a Cy Young caliber level this year. Um, but I think the Cubs have a bunch of good pitchers in the rotation. I think Tyone has the ability and the potential to – Breakout as like the best. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we sat here at the end of the season and he had the best season of all the all the guys in that rotation this year. I think he's re- I think he's a really really good pitcher. Um, you know he's getting further and further away from Tommy John. He's you know and, and his uh battle with cancer as well. Yep. Obviously, uh, but now he's you know he's adding that sweeper slider, which if that works for him, like that's gonna add a new a whole new thing to his uh, his ability to strike guys out. Um, he. He eats innings. He wants to be an innings eater, which, you know, in this day and age, you don't find a lot of guys like that anymore. I think Jameson Tyone has really good potential to be, if you're talking about all the additions that the Cubs made this offseason, be the one that stands out the most. He has to prove it, obviously, um, but they gave him $68 million over four years for a reason. Like, they, they invested a lot of money in him, um, and I think he's going to have – I think he'll have a really good season this year. I do. And don't worry about – Tyone spring training outings because yeah. guys can be work. He might be working on a sweeper slider one day, specifically, and it might not be working for him. But that's what that's what Cactus League is about. So I don't worry about specific outings yeah. in Cactus League action. I would say this: I don't know which guy it's going to be. I do think one of them will work out very well. But if the Cubs are lucky enough that two of those position player free agents out of the the group of Mancini. Hosmer, Bellinger, um, Swanson. If two of those guys have really good seasons, the Cubs are going to be in the mix for a playoff mm-hmm. spot. Like that's, I'm taking Tyone out of that because I think already Tyone will impact the rotation. I'm just saying if two of those guys, if three of them do, they almost certainly will be in the playoff mix. Like it, for instance, yeah. if Bellinger and Hosmer or Bellinger and Mancini, in addition to Swanson, now you're talking perfect storm. Are you talking but about? I just, like, I'm just saying, like two of them. Yeah, I mean, you're talking Dan's about being one other guy. The, you're talking about most of the the lineup having good seasons at that point. Yeah, is what I mean, you're looking at. Cody Bellinger hit a home run in Cactus League. If Cody Bellinger is good, not great, good, you've greatly improved your team. Yeah. Do you think? And throw yourself in the mixer. Do you think the Cub fans, on the whole, would far prefer to? be the last playoff team in that loses convincingly versus 
finishing with 52 wins one more time and being in, in the in the position. I, I think they I think, I think so. they value making the playoffs this year. I really yeah. do. I, I for th- the young players to see that this is what you have to do to win. The, I mean, the, the way you look at it is they went through the one rebuild and that led to great things, didn't last. Now they're in another rebuild. They've had all their heroes traded. They've gone through last season, which for a long time looked like it was going to be a 100-loss team. And I, I don't think Cubs fans can take another season of that. I don't, I don't think I don't think even 90, 90 losses can't. would be bad. Like, I, if, I think if this team isn't even 500, that would be a bad thing. But that's, you know, that should be a good – I think this team should be an above 500 team. But a 500 team would be disappointing for, for Cubs fans. I think if – I think Cubs fans want to see them playing meaningful games deep into September. If they, if they don't make the playoffs, that sucks for them, of course. But, like, I think Cubs fans will take solace in the fact that, like, hey, they were still in it so like, the third week or second week of September. And you build on that next year. But if you're if you're really bad over the summer again, then, then people aren't going to be happy. Right, but, I, I agree with you on that. I think back to 2015 where the Cubs were maybe a year ahead of their schedule. Yeah. And that just accelerated that rebuild to the point where they could contend and win a World Series. Yeah. If you get to that that ninety win area and you make the playoffs, that's that big stepping stone. It gets yep. you to that next of level. Course. Of course. Yeah, I, I feel like this team going in, the diehards are already buying into the process and the young guys coming. They'll be ready for this season. But if the Cubs can get off to a good start, you'll start bringing back all those people that went away for a couple years and just kind of mildly were interested in games and they'll, they'll buy in and that will be fuel to a team that sort of needs it right now. Hey, we were looking for fuel. We brought in Mark Harmon (laughs) and his red jacket and his weird socks, but he brought the fire. We brought the fire. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday. I hung out. It was great to be with y'all. I, and I look, listen, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, getting back to Wrigley and and re reacclimating myself, yeah, re-energizing as, yourself. As I, I literally have taken the last. I've taken a while off. Final second. <laughs> final seconds before we go. Yeah. True or false? You climbed over Eric Hosmer to get your barbecue, and you were in there before he was. I do think I got seated first. <laughs> I, I honestly, I think that I think that happened. Unbelievable. Thanks for checking out Unreal. the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings. Make sure you download the app. Use the promo code CHGO. When you sign up, have a great weekend. Corey and Brendan have a podcast for you coming up on Friday. Ryan, Delmiso, and I will be back on Monday at 1.20. Until then, fly the W. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com